We're live. <clears throat> okay, we're live. We're not live. Let me uh, test our levels with our most common thing that we say on the podcast. Um, but um, yeah, no. Um, um yeah, no, yeah. yeah. No. Actually, that kind of is, that's kind of working for me. <laughs> Maybe. Do you want to see a guy tear his peck doing uh Not really. Bench? No? No. Does anyone in the room want to see that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's... Why? I It came up from one of my hey, friends. Hey, anyone want to watch this, my playlist on Live Week, or uh, <laughs> WikiLeaks or whatever? <laughs> Live Leak? Our gore? Or, uh, yeah, just people dying in the street. Yeah, this guy was... What a good time. Which way is that? Hey, everybody. Jump in. We're going to watch this guy die. <laughs> <laughs> No, check it out. When the bus shows up in the video, it's about to get lit. The what? Oh. Because guys getting hit by bus. Why is it always China and elevators? I Yeah, what's up with their elevators? There was a a stream of that for a while. Mm. At what point do we start the podcast? I think (laughs) we can actually segue into that because... uh, (laughs) So, I mean, uh, did you watch the uh, Cecil Hotel thing on Netflix? Yeah. The new one? Hey, let's do a shout out. To Netflix? To Netflix. Sorry, we probably should have. <laughs> no, we're gonna get let's, any let's Netflix start money the here. Episode. Well, no, it's because like we were talking about elevators and stuff, and then there was the lady that uh, was visiting. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That uh, show on Netflix. Yeah, I haven't watched it, so um, we're not talking about it. Got it. <laughs> no, I mean, tell me. Her about story it. was wild. I mean, like, so I mean, she went to go visit, and there's video recording of her in the elevator, like panicking and looking outside the elevator and stuff. And then there's a point where she just leaves the elevator. And then you just see the elevator, like, but the elevator's not, door's not closing, but it looks like something's coming, like, she's looking out for someone coming after her. So then she, there's no other news. Then they find her body in a water tower on top of one of the buildings. Bleh. Just randomly. Like, they found the body there. Hmm. And they have, they still don't know what happened. But there's been, a, there's always been, like, a lot of supernatural activity that take place there because of how many, like, serial killers resided there and... It's a lot of killings and stuff around that area on Skid Row. But, yeah, I guess that's our segue into supernatural events. But not famous supernatural events. Just personal. Our supernatural yeah. events. Which, to be honest, don't have a lot of them. What's weird is I was chatting with my mom this morning. Yeah. Briefly. And I mentioned something about us doing an episode on paranormal events. Yeah. Which she is about hardcore. Awesome. You yeah. should have had her as a guest. I know. I asked her, you like, you want to be on the podcast? And of course she said no. Oh, she cool. always says no. Well, we got to keep pushing her. Maybe we'll no, get one for the season. No finale. fun, mom. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Um, yeah, she has a whole story about the Queen Anne. In fact, she was like, you can tell the story about me going to the Queen Anne, which is <laughs> it's just some big ghost ship. And it's a big tourist yeah. thing. Um, I can't remember where it's at, actually. Because like, we have the Queen Mary. And so That's what it is. Queen Mary? Yeah. Queen yeah. Anne would be something else. Maybe. I'm just dumb. I think like I don't recognize what I say. You're good half the time. Funny side note though, because the Queen Mary and I won't go into my parents' story, but they had their twentieth uh, uh, high school reunion on the Queen Mary. Why? Because uh, it's a local place. Because it's a real that. murder mystery. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> is like, well, we're just gonna kill off some of these kids. Yeah, Society the, doesn't need all of them. All the bullies just suddenly got killed, and they realized, oh, it's the guy dude. We know it's it. not the bullies. We know the nerds first to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they make the money now. Yeah, they run the country now. So sorry, 
Queen Mary. Yep. Yeah, Will yeah. You jump into that. Well, so she was, she was going through all of the stories of it, and of course, there's a lot of like weird supernatural stuff. Like my dad and her both saw just like things moving around in the catwalks. So I guess oh. like it's stripped out. Like, all the engine stuff stripped out, but they still have, like, all the catwalks and stuff from the engine bay and all that. And my dad, my mom kept noticing, like, something moving up on the catwalks, but it's, like, dark. Yeah. And so she was like, oh, okay. And then my dad was like, did you see that? Someone's up there. And, like, they started, you know, yeah. and you can you can just miss that however you like. You'd be like, oh, no, someone's just up there. Staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows. But, um, but what, they were in the engine bay? Yeah, it's like... I don't know. My mom showed me some pictures when they did it, and it looked cool. Like, it would be a cool experience. The one that she said that I should talk about on the podcast, and I'll try to do it some justice, was there was a point where there was this room that the... First of all, the whole tour is led by a psychic. So take that however you want to take that. But she said that she's had enough bad experiences in this one room, and it's like this kind of like side room. I I don't know what it was. Yeah. Could have just been like a break room. Who knows? But they kept talking about um, the psychic is like, I'm not going in there. Like, Damn. she's like, I've had bad enough experiences, and whatever spirit is kind of reciting in that area is like really mean. Like, he just does mean shit. It really like, makes you wonder for a psychic and medium to not want to go in there. Right. How bad were their experiences? Yeah. Um, from From what my mom told me, the what happens in that room is if people spend enough time in that room or do something to piss off this ghost, he's been known to like actually scratch and slap people. Oh shit. So like people have stories about going into that room, talking some mad shit, you know, like <laughs> people playing phasma or whatever. That yeah. Game yeah. yeah. Phasmophobia. And then yeah, yeah. Where they just talk mad shit and then the ghost shows up <laughs> yeah. and kills them. Like, um, biggie smalls, biggie smalls, biggie, yeah, biggie smalls. smalls. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, so my dad and mom were like, we'll go in there. And they gave my dad witching rods. In fact, they just they were like, "Here's some witching rods." And so you ask a question. If they don't move, it's no. Yeah. And if they, they cross. if they cross, it's yes. Yeah. And my dad's like, "This is some bullshit. There's no way." And he's like, "Look, give me the witching rods. We'll do it." So they went in. and They're like, you know, doing the typical, "Is anyone here?" Yeah. Huh? But then um, at one point, they were like asking questions like, um, "Are you mad that we're here?" And then all of a sudden, they just my mom said they literally went like. Whoa. And like crossed real fast, and then Damn. and then my my dad kind of like resituated and was like, "Do you want us to leave?" And then they like even harder were like flipped across Shoot. and stuff like that. And they're like, "Okay." My dad's like, "Nope, we're done. <laughs> we're leaving right now, and we're done." Like, give the witching rods, like leave the room, return yeah. the witching rods, do the whole thing. Um, and then she actually showed me some photos. You know how like they say if there's a spirit in the room, you orbs. take photos. Orbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has actual photos of like orbs. Nice and stuff from in there, and it's just dark and you can barely see. Um, but with the flash, you can kind of see the room. But then you would just see this random ball of light huh. in the photos. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, my mom loves that kind of shit, and mm. I. Yeah, like my dad's gotten her like uh, for birthday presents or anniversary gifts, like call with. The th- mediums oh cool and stuff like that so my mom likes to dabble in that stuff yeah. and you could put me in that category of being like eh, i'm kind of apathetic to not apathetic i don't care yeah. i don't i don't seek that kind of stuff out yeah. i think it's fun yeah yeah but i just it's not really my thing and i haven't got a chance to do that with my mom your witching kinda, rods aren't going one way or the other yeah yeah i mean i'd do it yeah if there was a situation like hey we're going to this you know 
here in town where they're like, hey, come to the Moss Mansion on Halloween because it's kind of haunted. Well, it's only haunted for Halloween. You Yo, can, I didn't know right? you could do you that on Halloween. That? That's kind of yeah. cool. They, um, the they, Dude Rancher Lodge in town is apparently haunted downtown, the uh, like hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was on. Um, that hotel was actually on Hotel Rescue, by the way. Was it? <laughs> I have some the ghosts couldn't that. save it. There was a there was a guy that when I worked at a retail store here in town, um, this one guy would just troll around the end caps on the clearance sections, uh-huh. and he would just pick up all kinds of clearance stuff and sell them on eBay. Yeah, turns out that was the guy running the dude ranch before. Damn, he showed up, and I don't know if he still is or not. Yeah. I don't know his name. I don't really want to like dox him. No, very no, no, much, yeah. but. Um, I remember I was living in Seattle at the time that episode came out. Uh-huh. So like a move from Billings to Seattle <laughs> was doing that thing. And then everyone on Facebook or whatever social media was talking about like, oh, the episode in Billings is up. I watched it and it was just a lot of just these dudes crying. It's the same. Take any episode of that show. It was just that, but in Billings. So mm. it was kind of cool. And but like the guy that they were all yelling at was the dude trolling end caps at target in the middle of the day like so you know take it whatever yeah going off of the the queen mary story mm. i guess i have a more of a um a famous um haunted landmark experience and it's not and mine isn't nearly as uh you know where there's detail that your parents actually got to kind of experience something like that but um growing up and in the living in Southern California, like there's, we would head down to San Diego here and there. Cause San Diego is just fantastic. It's really beautiful down there. I just always would love going to old town, San Diego, um, for one of the first settlements there, but there in old town, San Diego is the Whaley house. And, uh, it's considered, I guess by travel channel, the most haunted house in America. Mm. Um, but it had an old, do they put a big plaque out front? <laughs> so it's like the house is itself, but there's a next door like little thing, and they have all the like accolades and oh, yeah. um, the books that you can buy and everything. So when you go, the house itself, you walk in, you make a left, and there's like a general store built into the house, mm-hmm. as well as a courthouse. And it's crazy because it's a small house. So when you go into the house portion, there's kind of rooms on the lower side along with the kitchen. The stairs are really narrow to go up, and there's a couple bedrooms upstairs. It's weird because when you're inside, it feels decently sized, but when you look at it from the outside, it's a very small place. And I have been in there numerous times visiting there. Every time we go to Old Town San Diego, that's part of my checklist. We go into the Whaley House, do our quick tour, boom. There was one occasion, I had never experienced anything in there, but they have pictures like a scrapbook at the write the general story area where people took pictures, orbs, shadow figures, things like that. Uh, some people stay over the night. I'm sure there's episodes of like ghost hunters, whatever they stay there. Uh, I don't drink mercury. <laughs> That's like my favorite thing from those shows. I can't remember which one it was, but they're like, it's, t- it's telling me to drink mercury. <laughs> and I remember I was living with my, uh, one of my old roommates at the time. And he kept pointing out that he was misspelling mercury. Or mess saying it, and he kept saying Mercury, Mercury. He's like, he's and he was getting it's nuclear. Like, he, he was doing like the overreaction thing. It's like he's looking at the thing, and it's just like this really quiet clip that they blew way up, so it's like really staticky. Yeah, and it's just like drink Mercury, <laughs> and that's all it says. And the guy's like, he's telling me to drink Mercury, <laughs> like, and he was freaking out. Anyway, malicious sorry. spirits. Yeah, just, yeah. So oh, we're not gonna talk about those fucking shows. I'm done. I. uh the la- so the one of the last times I went, I went with my sister. Just one time when I was, I think it was when I first got back home that summer from college. 
there was days I random days I had off from Costco. So one time I was told my sister, like, it's summer, you're off school, I'm off work. Let's just go to San Diego for the day. Uh, about an hour and a half drive. But it's cool because we go to Old Town, kind of walk around and stuff. We went there, and like I said, I've never experienced anything in there. But as like that time I went, we went walked around downstairs. There was no one else on the tour. It was the first time I had ever seen it. No one was there. It was weird. And I we were walking up the stairs. As soon as my foot hit the last step, I got hit with overwhelming anxiety. Mm. And it was odd because I mean I don't anxiety will hit here and there, but like in an occasion like that where I don't have any really reason for anxiety, I guess to hit just as soon as I hit that step boom and i felt it i was like ah something feels off it's like so much anxiety that you know it's not normal yeah right so then we walked around still didn't get anything but you're not allowed to take videos in there um but uh i had some uh i had live photo turned on on iphone i didn't realize it so i was going back and i actually got to see and those are short clips so i was able to kind of watch and i didn't really see anything but there was a couple things that almost looked like specs kind of moving mm-hmm. and it's really i don't know it just takes a photo so i don't know how much a spec can really move without really moving the camera all around right but uh crazy crazy spot and i guess there's other spots down there that are kind of haunted but old town san diego is awesome i mean emily and i love whenever we were down there going down there and visiting and stuff but uh, i think that's the only experience i had with a really like famous place everything else is more kind of like different ra- situations random and... places like <laughs> um i think there's like one really famous kind of ghosty thing that was like kind of like a big popular thing with people my age. Mm-hmm. So like 18, old, you know, it's all the people in the dorms. I was going to college. Yeah. Um, it was like a big thing to go out and see the um, guy walking up um, on the highway. Uh-huh. So like the whole story is. It was like this old guy that when he couldn't sleep or he would wake up super early, he would go for a walk. Um, and he always wore like the same kind of like, you know, retro, like kind of nylon tracksuit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You know, like old people do. Yeah. And so he would walk um, on the side of the highway at like 3.30 in the morning. And um, the legend grew and grew. Well, we would go out. And it, it is pretty terrifying because the first time I went, it's 3.30 in the morning. I'm like, there's not going to be anyone there. And people were telling stories about how, like, he would he would always have your back to you. And when you would drive one way, he would only look as you were just coming. So you couldn't really see his face because you were just – he would only look at you just as you were about to pass, which yeah. is true because that's what happened to me. And on the way back, he's still facing his back to you. Huh. And it's real. He did. And because you guys probably went, hit that roundabout, and came right back, and he just flipped it's right a, there? It's actually past where you're thinking. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's so essentially, essentially you just have to like wait for no cars, flip a bitch, and drive back. But And it could just be because you're not really paying attention to how far you drive. Yeah. One thing everyone always says is it's he's always a mile down the road from where you last saw him. In like that split second where you flip the bitch and you go back, he is farther down and his back is still to you. Huh. So it doesn't matter which way you're going, his back's always to you. And then when you turn and his face, and people swear that his face is like there's nothing there. Whoa. Yeah. And it's I mean, when you're doing it, it feels that way. Yeah. So, you know, of course we go up when like the roads are nice and all that stuff. Well, one time we decided to go up when it's like blizzard out, which was a bad move. 
Which is, I mean, for the most part, it's pretty bright out there. First of all, I took the old diesel Jetta <laughs> that I was driving at the time up the highway in the snow. It was blizzarding, like big flakes coming down hard. Not really wind or anything, but you're driving on that highway, and it it's like driving in like a spaceship going warp speed. Yeah, you know, where well, it's and that part's like kind of cool. Like, yeah. that's so one thing I love being out here. And it's that, and it's like 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I was like, there's no way this guy's going to be there. He was there that time, too. Jeez, I saw him three times. He was there every single time in the same tracksuit. Same things happen every single time. Mm. Pretty spooky, right? Is there, like, actually... And you said there's public report. People, multiple people oh, see this. Oh, yeah. Because it was, like, especially in the dorms, like, we'd all... The legends spread real fast, so people would get up and go. Yeah. There'd be times where we would all stay up, you know, to go and see this. And as we were walking out to our car, we would see other groups of guys going out to their car at the same time. Yeah. So we knew other people were going as well. You know of anyone that stopped? Um, I do, and I can't really, really remember what happened. So that's the kind of like, is huh. it real? Is it yeah. not? Who knows? I never, ugh, no way I was getting out of the fucking car no. for that. No, especially during the blizzard. Actually, at the blizzard time, we stopped, and uh, my friend and I kind of like, opened our doors and stood up and we we're like, you okay? He goes, yeah, I'm fine. And we we're like, good enough for us. <laughs> Get in the car. We weren't going to stick around. Jeez. It's scary. Cause when you think about it, it's like, is it really that scary? You're driving up. The guy's walking the side of the road, but you can't see his face. And he didn't turn around when, when we talked to him either. And his back was still to us. Weird. Cause we even flipped a bitch back around. His back was still to us. Huh? Isn't that crazy? It's very odd. Cause it's, you know, it's yeah. Someone could say like, Oh, it's just an old man. But it's like, dude, that's a straight blizzard. And for I mean, and old people and do have like routines. Bundled more up. He was in a same nylon tracksuit. Tra- in yeah. the same tracksuit. That's why we were like, "What the fuck is he doing up here?" No, that's that's, that's wild, crazy, like, right? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if like anyone's done it lately. So you know, it was like a really big thing for a while, and then yeah. it kind of just the hype died down. Mm. So I don't know if people are still running around doing it. Yeah, we should do it. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to stop. Emily said. Emily said we're gonna have to do it, but we're gonna have to pot, like park the car and. Check on the dude. Yeah. Oh, now we don't want to do it. Okay. I'm gonna pull uh, my. I'm gonna pull out a fake badge. Get on the ground. Get on. He said, "No, you get on the ground." Yeah. He pulls out a bigger badge, <laughs> and then I just run into the forest. I'm out. That's it. So staying on uh, on ghosts, my uh, and also for Billings itself, and I feel like Billings has a underrated uh, supernatural sensitivity because there's different experiences that happen here, but more. Exclusively, my my grandma experienced a a ghost when she first moved into this house that they live in now currently. Ooh. So she had moved up here first. My grandpa was still finishing up kind of work down in the high desert in California. Um, so she was by herself for a few months. Uh, she had to learn how to drive in the snow by herself. She was alone kind of thing. Uh, the person they bought it from before, I guess they didn't know a whole ton about, but they learned a little bit from like their neighbors, things like that. One time my grandma was at her kitchen table and just kind of sitting facing the thing, the sliding door. You've been at my, you've seen the inside of my yeah, grandma. Yeah, yeah, so. she was sitting there building a Yu-Gi-Oh deck. Yeah, ready. yeah, which is not pretty far off. I mean, I'm yeah. pretty sure she probably Yu-Gi-Oh's does that. been around since whatever time she was yeah. in Billings. So. Well, and this was only 2009. Oh, then definitely. So yeah. very recent. Yeah, yeah she yeah. was, she's right in the middle of hype. But so she's sitting there. And she's just kind of working on whatever. My grandma does a lot of crafts. But then she looks over out of the corner of her eye. She's home alone. Kind of corner of her eye. Good peripheral. 
she sees a man with a like a flannel on a red flannel she specifically remembers that walks from her bedroom to the bathroom and she didn't panic or anything she just thought that's odd (laughs) but she specifically sees a person walk from the bedroom to the bathroom yeah that that show would freak me out she gets my and my and my grandma is a like incredibly strong woman in terms of i don't think many things can actually scare her because well partially because of her faith she's very strong in her she, christian faith she and, seems like a lady who's super unfazed yeah she's she built herself like she mm-hmm. built different is like as the how to say it she um, knew your new meet herself into top tier she's s <laughs> tier grandma s tier grandma yeah so she got up and went to go check like okay there's really a person in the house i gotta go see and she goes, there's no one in the house. She checked her room. She checked her bathroom. She's like, okay. And, and then she kind of talks to the neighbors and kind of tells, like, hey, I, I kind of saw something. And like, I don't know, is that weird? And she kind of explains what who she saw. Like, what he looked like. what Because it wasn't like a speck out of the side. Like, she was kind of turned a little bit. So she was able to see a good image where she turned and saw a bit of it. Explained that to the, the neighbors. And they said, the old owner... Oh, no. So the next day, I believe, mm-hmm. she finds out that the previous owner passed away that day. Oh, like that day. That she saw Like it was like something. a year on the day? No, that day. Like the person passed away that day when she saw that apparition. The owner of the house? The previous owner. Oh, like he wasn't living there anymore. No, not anymore. And then he died. Yes. So ah, okay. she That's found crazy. out the next day, like, oh, yeah, he just passed yesterday. And she's like... Ah, well, I saw this here, and she was telling the neighbors, and they're like, "That's exactly what he wore, like regularly." Oh, John, always in flannel. Yeah, always in flannel. Always red, always flannel. So she said it looked very, like, based off her description. They're like, "That's could that was what he looked like, kind of thing." And some people, you know, skeptics, whatever. But my grandma told me that I was like, "Dang, that's wild." And I've always kind of observed it as like, you know, maybe he's getting one last walk through the house, like pass before passing on to mm-hmm. afterlife. But very crazy to hear that. I was like, "Oh, dude, like that's." And my grandma's not like super bent on ghosts or not. I mean, she's very neutral. She's not like they don't exist, but she's also not like I can't wait to go find it. She's very yeah. content with her life. So. Uh, it's just crazy. She has that little story, and um, I, and I don't know. Maybe it's just my kind of some of my family has a lot of uh, sensitivity to just like events like this. But uh, an aunt on my <laughs> my grandma's ex husband, so my grandpa, my dad's dad, yeah, uh, an aunt on that side had a house that was haunted, like thoroughly haunted. They would, my dad, as a kid, would go there and visit, and they said they would walk by the bathroom and the drawers would open and close by themselves what just casually and they and i forgot the name of the ghost itself but it had a name attached to it kind of thing and i was just like dang and my dad can speak to it himself he saw it as get and the adults also were like yeah but like they got to the point where it wasn't a harmful spirit it was just more of like stuff happens doing doing his thing yeah opening drawers and opening closing, closing drawers it's like but at the same time don't be slamming no doors what kind of bills are you paying and you get to slam those doors <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, obviously you got in trouble a lot as a child if you're being yelled at for that <laughs> don't be slamming no doors so i think in terms of uh ghosts but i guess to transition 
Um, and I'm sorry, I, you know, I have a few different stories. There's like, I, which is good because I don't have a ton. <laughs> so I'm just gonna do general reactions, like, what? Oh, crazy! <laughs> uh, I've been like waiting for a time to kind of like talk about this, and it gets like cemented. But um, to transition, my mom and a couple of these stories are gonna be involving family. Uh, my mom was at our church back home for an event where they were kind of, it was people kind of consulting with each other. And I think going over certain experiences or, you know, just, I'll break up into small groups talk. And I guess as a, to like set up a little bit of backstory, my great grandma had passed away a few years before that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then my, so my mom's grandma, one of the sweetest, most genuine ladies on this earth. And so she had passed on and uh, my mom went to this event and just was kind of talking. I think she was, I think she already had my sister. My sister had already been maybe one or two. Uh, there's always been a connection between my great grandma and my sister. Uh, we gave her her my sister's middle name based off of my grandma's first name, which so my grandma was Rosa, my sister's middle name was. She, uh, my sister always had talked about that when she was a child, she would actually communicate with my great grandma, never having met her, but she would say, "Hey, I." talk to her she i saw her kind of thing it was you know and we take that seriously because we know that we i guess is a hispanic family that's kind of integrated mm-hmm. as well but this event that my mom experienced she was with you know talking with some people and then they kind of shuffle around switch you with different people then this lady sits with my mom starts talking to her and my mom has never met this lady in her life doesn't recognize her first time meeting her she starts telling my mom details about my great grandma that no one could have known mm, crazy she could have never known my Your great grandmother wasn't like from the town wasn't no. part of the church wasn't any of that so she was my great grandma was more so integrated within mexico itself like and then when they came mm. over here they had their kind of friends in here and there but right my mom did not know this lady and my the lady didn't introduce herself like hey i knew your great grandmother or i knew your grandmother you know kind of thing but she started saying like details and my mom was like how do you know this and she's like and you have a daughter that you named her after and it's like how how do you know this like and she's talking to her and stuff and uh she she told the lady told my mom that my great grandmother was there was there currently and she kind of gave you know the the loving messages like you know she misses you guys she is very proud of you all like um you know, is there anything you want to kind of say to her? And, and my mom just kind of broke down because that's that's a well, lot to take well, in. That's a heavy thing just to be like, hi, I'm Joanne. Yeah. Yeah, I belong to the church for about three years now. Um, yeah. We just starts doing the whole medium thing. <laughs> where she's like, mm, I feel a sense in this room. Yeah. Just I starts collecting her. energy like a spirit yeah. bomb. Like, <laughs> Give me your energy. <laughs> so it, it was just crazy because, like, my mom has been very active in that church for years and still is. And like I said, that church is a very community-based church. A lot of the same people are there every time, whatever. She just didn't recognize this lady, never met her in her life. So it's crazy to have that kind of experience. And one time we may have to have my mom actually just tell the entire story herself because she has all the details and she experienced it. But that's a general thing. So it's kind of crazy. I mean, there's people that are sensitive to that that can communicate between. Um, And I mean, I, when I go back and talk to my grandma about her experience, you know, we talk about spirits that just may be in that period where they haven't ascended yet. So they may be in that kind of middle ground before they fully go, but Crazy. Uh, I think, and that's what I have for ghosts per se. 
What? So you got you got non ghost related stories? I do. Oh well. So I have. What makes it different? Um, I I think they're considered spir- spiritual, supernatural, paranormal of that sort, but not ghosts. I mm. I don't know how to necessarily like describe this, but this next one is a is a doozy. All right. Hit me, dog. I didn't find out about this story until I was 20. Ah. And it involves me, but I didn't find out about it until I was 20. And so I was, and I'll just walk it through. I was back home visiting uh, from college, went to dinner with my parents and my sister, and we're just kind of sitting there and, you know, just having casual and stuff. And then my dad brought up. He was like, oh, yeah, that time, you know, remember that time he had, like, a curse on you? And I was like, the what? Mm. And my mom and sister were like, yeah, you didn't. I was like, this is the first I'm hearing of this. And I guess my grandma. You said curse. Curse. My mom. So this story involves me and my mom and my, um, I believe that, my Mexican grandmother. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess my grandmother <laughs> told my sister, and so I was the one out of the loop as an adult to know this story. Apparently, they just have expected me as a one-year-old child to remember this. But uh, so essentially, kind of what happened and what led into this, uh, and you know, some people have said like, "Oh, well, it's just that's what babies do." But my mom, kind of, my mom and dad were, you know, I was their firstborn. They're new parents, everything like that. Some people were saying maybe because you're new parents, it's an issue. But apparently, I was crying a lot. Babies cry a lot. We get that. But I mean, you still do. Yeah. So I mean, it's. I guess that's where it takes some of the credibility. Not to diminish you, crying's okay. <laughs> hey, let it out, babe. It's all right. <laughs> so, uh, but they said it was more. It wasn't just like a standard like baby cry because they get it. Babies cry because they're hungry, whatever. Like that's they, how they get they the generally, attention. So you cried like you were trying to scream yourself inside out. Yes, they said it was a distressed cry. Mm. Like, something's wrong, he's in pain, whatever. Taking me to the doctor, they're like, he's normal, nothing's wrong. We can't see anything here, he's just, you guys might just be new parents, it might be a lot, very very amplified and stuff. But then, you know, my parents got some breaks here and there, grandparents and everything were able to take over sometimes, but they had the same experience, like, yeah, he just kind of is screaming crying we don't know like it's weird it's kind of it's more than normal and these are people that had kids so they're like this is odd so then uh you know my mom was starting to kind of like go over and stuff and brought it up to my grandmother and they were talking about it some and again this is another story i think my mom will have to give fully in detail but i'm gonna give this the best i can we're just setting up the mom cast the mom cast is gonna be fire so i it eventually led to a point where my grandma was told my mom she's like i we have someone that we know we can take them to that might be able to kind of check stuff like and when i say that check the stuff that standard doctors mm-hmm. don't really deal with so essentially a so, witch doctor oh i thought you meant a chiropractor <laughs> a specialist <laughs> oh, shoot i was wrong i was wrong bro. so it was essentially a witch doctor and yeah. um my my mom brought it up to my dad and he's like you know i don't believe in that i don't think that's a thing but whatever you need to do to kind of make things normal i support it so my mom and my grandma they take me to this witch doctor and they kind of do a analysis check some stuff and she's able to she looks at my mom and she says she tells my mom she says Okay, so he does have a curse placed on him, and that kind of took them back. Oh, well, yeah. What? 
And they're like, the, he when was has the last time first... anyone's told you that? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to hear that as a parent. Um, <laughs> that's Especially from a witch doctor. That's like the last person I want to hear from. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess it'd be weirder if you heard it from a chiropractor. Um, oh, dude, if a chiropractor <laughs> is just like, all right, just relax your neck, crack. You have a curse on you, yeah, crack. You curse. <laughs> um, there's a curse on your family, yeah. crack. So they uh, they talk about it, and she kind of goes into it with my mom a little bit more and just kind of says, yeah, it's a curse placed on him, and we've got a name for it. They ended up telling me it was called, uh, it's called Ojo Rojo. It's a red eye. Mm. Um, I can't, f- I didn't get a full detail of like what it proceeds to do, but obviously it's causing distress in me kind of thing. I don't remember. I was too young. But uh, my mom and the grandma are there. She's going over this, and then my the witch doctor tells my mom, she said, uh, you know who did this? And my mom was like, what? And then it's like, she like that kind of foolish look to her. And then she, and then it hits her like a train. And in her mind, she knows exactly who placed it. It was weird. Cause she, this person, and I won't explain who it was. It was within the family kind of thing. Um, I won't say who, who was part of the family and everything, but I guess it was part of the family. Someone that was very jealous of my mother mm. and how she was treated within the family and stuff like that. And my mom was treated fairly well. She was seen partially as a golden child and she still kind of is my mom is awesome um yeah but she was jealous of that which is why everyone reacted weird when i made a joke about her (laughs) so she i guess there was something that was given to my mom for me that this person expected for their children Mm. kind of something like that so took it very personally placed this my mom knew and then like i said it just hit her she knew exactly in her mind who did it so then the the witch doctor Brujeria, it, she tells my gra- my mom, okay, I need you to go to the store to get eggs, a blanket, and then find a, oh no, so, sorry, eggs and a blanket. So that's what they needed to buy. The, my, so just eggs and a blanket? Eggs and a blanket. Brand new set, set of eggs and a blanket. Can I guess how they did this? You can, but uh, so I got to give one more thing. Okay, give me, give so, me one more thing and I'm going to guess. Before she kind of did that, I remembered one more detail. She, the witch doctor, she waved a branch over me so a branch that she had it must have had some kind of spiritual value to it like a tree branch but was it like a specific kind of tree wood like tree i I couldn't tell you so she kind of waves it over starts crackling with no flame oh like what you would hear from something burning waves it over me you can't see a flame but it's crackling like it would be burning crazy and so from there since my mom on this grocery store run and this is go get these things. How are you thinking that it was gonna? It's gonna go down. Oh, put you in the blanket, right? Right in the middle, right? You lay the blanket out right in the middle, um, and then they just put all the eggs loose around you, right? And they pick up all the corners of the blanket and spin you real fast. <laughs> so that put, I feel and like then, that would have been effective. Then, and then just one real good pop on a wall, right? <laughs> so and all the eggs crack, right? And then you're just covered in. Unborn goodness. But if you don't Reborn crack again. all the eggs in one try, you have to try it again. <laughs> Which is why they had to take two or three cracks at you, right? Yeah. Right yeah. up against the wall. Bah! And that's why maybe I can't remember things past a month because I kept getting hit in the wall. Yeah, but we we deal with that. Yeah. We're fine. So really, is it that bad? Because now, now I'm assuming you're not cursed anymore. Well, this is good for the it first episode took, of the podcast. It took two or three good whacks against a wall with you as a baby and blanket. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Maybe you tell me how it one more time. Went. Maybe it reverted. I, so <laughs> just you get two babies and you just swing them together, right? <laughs> so essentially, from what I remember, uh, wrap me up in the blanket itself. Um, so then, kind of, kind of handled the eggs. I believe, kind of 
on me, kind of rub them over kind of thing. Yeah. Then she goes to break the eggs. All dozen rotten. Mm. Every single one of the eggs was rotten. My mom just bought these eggs personally at the store right now. Expiration date, fine. Pulls them. All 12 rotten. So then she... Essentially, the witch doctor kind of tells my mom that, okay, uh, I think we got to the point where it's you know it's done. And she's like, okay, so what you need to do is you need to take this blanket, put all this stuff we use, I think the branch, the eggs, whatever, wrap it in that blanket. You need to take it to this dumpster. You need to just toss it. Do not look back. Mm, pillar of salt style? I guess. Just, just put it in there. You do not look back. You just leave. Ah. That, so after that, Apparently things were, as a normal parent should have a child. Like I, I cried still, but it wasn't like distress crying every night of the week kind of thing. Things went became normal again, but that was one of the craziest things I heard, especially because I didn't find out about this until I was twenty years old. So it was, it's just weird because they casually brought it up at dinner. I'm like, excuse me. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> I feel like a, I feel like a real pivotal character in that story, and I don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. So it. Was, no, really wild, and like I said, I my mom can tell that story way better than I can because she experienced it firsthand, and same with her experience with my great grandmother. And but uh, I just, you know, it's fun to tell these stories, especially the curse one, because it's like, mm-hmm. dang, okay, that's I crazy. Guess I got that on me. That's a crazy story. First of all, good on your family. Just be like, hey, we know a witch doctor you can go see. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> if if somebody did that to my mom, I don't know. Shout out to my dad to be casual it. for it. Like, oh yeah, okay. your dad's like, look. Just stop this fucking thing from crying, please. Stop this baby. Just like, if the witch doctor is going to be like, oh, yeah, just do this, and it'll stop him crying, at that point, maybe your dad was just a tired man. He yeah. was just like, okay, please, just it. They went something. through every option, and then it was witch doctor. Right after that was shaking me. So, yeah, I get, I'm glad they went to the witch doctor. <laughs> a lot of, lot of jokes of hurting baby Josh today. Yeah. It's a real good one. This is <laughs> this is the podcast. This is it. I think we just ended on this one, right? Yeah. So, um, I, so that, was, that was a high note, and I... Once we kind of are able to kind of get guests, I'll see if one of my old coworkers from um, SoCal it, would they yeah. be able to kind of or be willing to jump in. She has the most wild paranormal stories I've ever heard. I would love to actually get my mom on to tell some of these stories because she's ones um, or just experiences talking to like mediums, you know? Yeah. Like she's got some good ones. Um, funny enough, as a kid, I also had the same thing. I cried a lot for no and they couldn't figure out why. Until they took me to a doctor, I broke my collarbone during birth, and that's why. Ah, you would so, think that'd be something they'd figure out makes after me wonder birth? If, <laughs> if my parents' first thought was a witch doctor. Curse. Oh, would oh. my collarbone ever been fine? Technically, all they did were like, they're like, they just safety pinned my arm, you know, like a sling style, I guess, to like my onesie. It's kind of adorable. And after a while, it was just, <laughs> it was just fine. The only side effect now. And like you now, I'm gonna say it. You guys are gonna notice it, but my left shoulder sits a little bit lower than my right shoulder generally. Huh. And so my mom used to have to make me like wait. She would be like, "Did you, are you doing your exercises?" It's <laughs> like no, no, mom. I had like a five pound weight my entire life, and like the whole thing I was supposed to shrug with five pound weight, and it should even this shit out. <laughs> I, who cares? Like nobody notices unless I tell them. And the only reason my mom sees it all the time is because she notices. Yeah. Sorry to put you on blast, mom. You're never gonna listen to my <laughs> podcast anyways. You're just going to be on it. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just going to talk mad shit <laughs> until you're on the podcast. This is a call out. Get up here, Mama Clip. 
Yeah, we no, I and that's the thing is, it's, I mean, the supernatural zone is very fun to hear. Uh, it's one of those things that it's just like very hesitant to, and I I'm not in the place to pursue it. My dad wants to so bad. We in Denver, Emily and I were living next to a cemetery, right up against a cemetery, mm. and my dad was like, "We gotta go walk through there at night." When oh, he comes yeah. to visit, I'm like, "No, why would we do that?" And I, I started to finally get to him. I was like. The cemetery is not the scary part. It's the fact that we heard six shootings in the past three yeah. months while we were living there. That's maybe why I don't want you to walk through that cemetery. At Just at night? One o'clock in the morning, yeah. yeah. So, crazy. And I told my dad about the dude rancher lodge in town. And he's like, oh, we got to stay there. He looks right up. I'm on the phone. He? he leans over to my tell mom like, hey, we got to stay there. Tell him to stay there. I'm, I'm curious. I'd be curious about that. Because yeah. you don't hear a lot of stories about haunted things in Billings. I guess maybe just to wrap this thing up. I have one experience. I didn't see anything haunted. It was just kind of really, really creepy. Uh-huh. Um, there was a old ranch outside of town. So just a general amount of land and they have like an old like house, you know, and like that happens a lot. They have an old house and then they just don't, they just build a new one. And yeah. let that one just kind of roll out, but it had like an old timey wheelchair and a well, which when you're, when you have to walk through a field in the middle of the night and then you, all you have is flashlights and you turn a corner and there's like a shop and it has like the fifties, like Stephen King novel style wheelchair. Yeah. Freaky. And then just a big, well, it's just a empty, just a void into darkness. Huh. When you look down it, it's a well, but it was like an old timey. Well, it was really pretty freaky. And then we'd walk around the house and there was like blood stains on the stairs. Probably Jeez. something died in there. You know, it's wild land and yep. there's, wild animals up here i mean we're in montana there's gonna be there's cougars like a mile from my house yeah if i tried hard enough to find one Remember so that time the baby grizzly ended up in town was it was that here are you sure that was here or are you thinking of the one in missoula there from what i recall it was our my, my sophomore year so it was it was a baby bear maybe it might not have been a grizzly but it was a baby bear mm-hmm. that ended up in billings city limit it doesn't surprise me it was lost you know what i mean it could happen there was a moose just running down like sixth avenue <laughs> one time everyone was like look at this guy and he was just sprinting down the road and cars are kind of like you know just like get out of his way let yeah. him run like don't want a big bull moose running into you it's probably when the taqueria opened he needed to get some he was, he was about dang tacos dude, that taqueria is not there anymore though rest in peace yeah it's a bullet line yeah go now we gotta it. try steve hot dogs <laughs> Got a coupon bowing on free, so we'll tear that up. Stole my idea opening a hot dog place. That's cool. <laughs> and they took your name. That's even when that opened, people were like sending me shit. <laughs> They're like, um, did you open this? I was like, no. Yeah. They're like, isn't this literally your idea? I was like, yeah, kinda. Maybe, maybe someone did it, and at some point, if I ever confront them, they'd be like, This is all for you. Hot dogs for life. Hot dogs for life. Uh, that'd be sweet. All right. Wrap this up. Yeah. A little bit of housekeeping. All right. I know in the first episode I said welcome back to the podcast and there's no reference to what the podcast is. Please stop trying to send death threats to my house. All right. Please stop trying to like cancel me on the internet. Okay. It's a little ridiculous. The postman is very upset with how much he has to deliver each time here. No, literally I, when we put that episode up, welcome back to the podcast. Because Okay. A little background to how we did this podcast, you know, a little look behind the curtain with this, that was not our actual first podcast. It was just the one we decided we wanted to post up first. So yeah. get over it, everyone. Everyone's got to go through trial runs, and we got we found our stride. Okay, damn it. Yeah, and maybe maybe one of these days we'll start putting those uh, trial runs up as kind of like a little supplemental thing. 
Because I don't think they were very long. We could probably pull it out and be fine. But anyways, yeah. I, just, um, I wanted to make a joke about me receiving death threats over something as menial, but um, going. You know, I, my roommate made a very big point to point that out immediately to me. So <laughs> um, now it's on the record. So I guess just to as wrap up as well, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Super Unrelated Brothers, uh, and just we'll just start to engage. I mean, kind of thing. I mean, we don't. We're still new to this kind of thing, but uh, you know, making it really real every week. Yeah. So thanks for listening. This is Super Unrelated Bros. Peace. We'll catch you next time.